number five in the list. No disrespect, but looking round, I think those of us who have parents still alive are probably in a minority here tonight. Uh, but I do want to try and make this relevant to those of us who are parents, as well as reflecting on issues of parenting in general. So I hope it will be of interest and relevance to, to all of you here. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. I speak as one who is acutely conscious of the faults and failings of my own parents and even more aware of my shortcomings as a father and Sean is here to bear ample testimony uh, to those. Parents come in all shapes and sizes. We have parents who try to do the best for their children. We have parents who can't cope or who don't know how to do the best for their children. Tragically, in some cases, there are parents who are abusive to their children, who neglect them or abandon them. Honour your father and mother is a commandment that takes very difficult forms sometimes in situations where our relationship with our parents has been fraught with difficulty. It's never easy to do, we recognise that for some people it is phenomenally difficult to do because of who their parents are or have been. It's common today to talk about four styles of parenting. And as we look at them, it might be worth reflecting what style you see reflected in the way your parents brought you up or perhaps reflected in the way in which you sought to raise your own children. These four styles form uh, four quadrants based around two axes of control and nurture. Um, there are some parents who exercise a high level of discipline as a way of controlling and regulating their children's behaviour. That's the vertical axis. Uh, others don't. Some have high control, others don't. When it comes to nurture, the horizontal axis, some parents are highly supportive of their children, others less so, if at all. So in the bottom right-hand quadrant, uh, there is high nurture and low control. This is the quadrant of the indulgent parent or the permissive parent who will bend over backwards to do anything for their darling angel and allow their angel to do pretty much as they want. Uh, you get permissive parents who spoil and indulge their children. The tendency, the risk of this style of parenting is that you can get children who become quite selfish, who expect everything to be delivered to them, who expect to get their own way because that's how they've been brought up. And they learn how to be very manipulative in finding techniques to make that happen, of actually making sure that they get what they want out of their parents. And the temptation in this kind of relationship is, because the parent doesn't want to lay down the law, the temptation is to use bribes or treats to try and encourage good behaviour. If you'll do this, you, you know, you, you can have this. And that can reinforce the indulgent nature of the relationship. Such children have the potential to grow up to be quite unpleasant characters. 
Really, my wife is the expert on child development. She should be preaching this sermon. She's going to take me to task at the end of this for all the generalizations that I've made. So if you have queries, uh, talk to her, because she's the expert in this respect. But in the bottom left-hand quadrant, you have uh, the neglectful parent. No control, no nurture, hands off, nothing, very little involvement with the child. Uh, And that can be because they're just, you know, not bothered at all, actually, about the children. Their, Their minds, their priorities lie entirely elsewhere. But it is a particular danger in today's digital age uh, where children are left in front of the television or to play computer games while the parents are online chatting to their friends elsewhere. There's little kind of personal contact between parents and children in the home. Both are kind of engaged in virtual reality elsewhere. And there can be a basic lack of communication which results in a lack of relationship and the older the children get, the wider the gap becomes. And here there's a tendency for you to get children with little social skills and poor self-control. Quite possibly deeply insecure and attention-seeking. They may find it difficult to form good relationships themselves with others. They may lack the confidence to do well. And they may be badly behaved as a way of trying to get the attention that they've lacked over the years. Top left quadrant is the authoritarian parent. The one who lays down the law, who exercises a high level of control without the nurture to accompany it. You will do as I say, or else, will be said on more than one occasion. And the tendency is to raise passive, anxious children with poor communication skills. Such parents are big on top-down authority, power, discipline, but short on love and affirmation. And as such, it's easy for their children either to end up being cowed, submissive, withdrawn, anxious, or they can come out the other end extreme and be rebellious, defiant, angry, uncooperative. The clear ideal in this quadrant is the authoritative parent who is accepting and child-centred but at the same time puts clear boundaries in place and works hard to nurture good behaviour, primarily through positive affirmation and praise. They gear stuff around the well-being of their child, recognising their child needs support emotionally and boundaries as well to keep them on the right lines. As with everything, this, this looks good on paper, but even in this quadrant, there is no such thing as the perfect parent. Uh, the risk remains that even this kind of parent works too hard to make the child conform to their own expectations of what the child ought to be. I've brought you up the right way, this is the kind of person I expect you to turn out like. And it can be very hard if the child actually goes off in a different direction. It's all too easy for a parent, even if they kind of follow these principles, to end up working across rather than with the grain of their child's character and personality. So looking back, what kind of parents did you have? How were you brought up? What's your impression of their parenting style? And in the light of that, how do you honour them? 
with your experience of their shortcomings and failings. Oscar Wilde said that children begin by loving their parents. After a time, they judge them. Rarely, if ever, do they forgive them. And part of growing up is the realisation that your parents are flawed human beings. And that discovery can come as quite a shock, a shattering of childhood innocence and trust. So when it comes to honouring our parents, one of the ways in which we can honour them is to forgive them. And I say that recognising that forgiveness can be a phenomenally difficult thing to do, particularly when you realise just how far short uh, parents have fallen. And even more so if an abusive or neglectful parent or an authoritarian parent accepts no responsibility for the wrong that they did. I've done nothing wrong. It's just down to you to, 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 to do as you're told, to accept the person that I am. If there's no apology or recognition they could have been different, that's very hard to cope with. But part of forgiveness is letting go. If there's an acknowledgement, actually, that my parents did not do the best job bringing me up that they could or should have done. There's hurt, there's pain, there's anger and resentments because of that. Part of forgiveness is, is letting that go. Handing that over to God. Acknowledging that it's there, recognising why it's there, and saying, it's placed there because of how I was treated. I don't want it to be there anymore. What they did was wrong, but I'm not going to hold on to the pain that that's caused. So in some sense, it's allowing your own mind and heart to be set free from the emotional pain that they've caused, from the negative thoughts that you have about them, and the feelings you have towards them that can impair your own mental health and emotional well-being. Let it go. Hand it over. Acknowledge it's there. Ask God to take it away. Expressing forgiveness to them can be quite a liberating and healing thing to do. And if they're not alive, you can still write a letter to them expressing your feelings, releasing them and yourself from the shackles of the past. I don't want the memories of how I was brought up to control the person that I am and how I live my life anymore. And part of forgiving means that you no longer allow the wrongs they did to control who you are, how you feel or what you do. Plus, realistically, you can't spend your entire life blaming your parents for how things turned out for you and what you did. Part of it is accepting these were my decisions. It's my responsibility. I have the opportunity to make the most of the life since I left home. And forgiving them involves the step of recognising that from now on I'm taking responsibility before God for my own life. And if you have children of your own, forgiving your parents puts you in a better place not to replicate their behaviour and so to visit the sins of the fathers on their grandchildren. 
they did this to me and that wasn't good. I'm not going to do that to my kids. I'm going to be different. There are good reasons why forgiveness is at the heart of the Christian gospel and it plays a key part sometimes in what it means for us to honour our parents. The second thing is to show grace to them. Slightly different. Grace means not returning like for like. It means seeking to be a better child towards your parents than they have been parents to you. It means seeking to find ways of honouring them or their memory, even if on darker days it feels as if they are the last people on earth who deserve your honour or your love. Grace says, I will honour you, not because you deserve it, but because that's an expression of the love I have for you. And if I don't have any love for you, I will still seek to treat you in a way that is commensurate with the love that is due to a parent from their child. I will show grace. I will do what is right in response to what is wrong. And grace is also about giving, not taking. So you may be able to look back on parents who have been generous and kind and loving and good and have been wonderful in every way. Grace is making sure that you find a way of giving back to them. So you're not just the recipient of all their goodness, it's not just a matter of taking of all their bounty, but actually finding ways of responding and saying, I'm going to give back to you in gratitude for the marvellous job you did of bringing me up. Grace looks for ways of giving back so that they have a sense of being recipients from you rather than just givers to you. Whatever kind of parent it is that you have or have had in the past, honouring them means looking for ways to show grace to them. Giving back something good, more than you receive from them or different to what you receive from them. Then there's speaking well of them. And that can be an expression of grace. If they've been negative towards you, to find something positive about them, that's grace. Whether they're living or dead, finding good things to think about them and say about them looking for something uh, that's good to celebrate. That's not to say there won't be times when you need to express incredulous frustration at what this or that aged parent has just said or done. But recognise that your parents are a lot further down the road of life's journey than you are, and they're grappling things which as yet perhaps lie beyond your own experience. If they're still alive, they need your affirmation as they encounter things that you haven't got to yet. If you affirm them to their face, you need to affirm them when they're not listening as well. Uh, It's no good just kind of being nice to them when you're there and being horrible about them when you're not. There's something hypocritical about that. Try and inculcate a positive attitude to them all the time. And as my wife is constantly reminding me when I come off the phone to my mother after a conversation in which she's heard little of what I've said and understood even less, she might not be able to grasp what you're saying, but she can hear how you say it. Your tone of voice communicates a huge amount, even if the words escape her. So speak well of your parents and ask for God's help to find gracious words, gracious thoughts, 
which come from the heart. And then honour your parents by finding ways to enable them to take pride in what you do and how you live. Again, this is something you can do to honour your parents' memory if they're no longer alive. I'm going to make the most of the start in life that they gave me. I'm going to live in such a way as would make them proud. How can I, as their son or daughter, live a life that would enable them to say, that's my boy, that's my girl, look how they're doing. And that, let's be honest, that can be difficult sometimes. Some of us have parents who never seem satisfied, however much we achieve. Always thinking we should have done better, or we could have done more, or we could have done something different. And that can be a soul-destroying exercise to try unsuccessfully to win their approval. Sometimes we just need to look at what is going on in the cold light of day and say, actually, it's not my fault. It's not my problem. It's with their perception. That's where the issue lies. We've done our best and we've done well in our chosen field, and if they can't see or accept that, then we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it. Sometimes we just need to settle for trying to live the kind of life that would have made them proud if they had the capacity to see us that way. But whether they can see it or not, a life well lived is a way of honouring one's father and mother and making the most of the life that they've given to us, whether it was given generously or grudgingly or in whatever way. Somewhere along the line, we are bound to have gone against our parents' wishes. In a little thing, or a big thing, we are unlikely to have been completely conformist. Some parents have the whole of life mapped out for their children, and then we went and did something different, and that was a disappointment to them. But a good parent should never seek to control their child's destiny. Part of good parenting is equipping children to make their own way through life and release them to go in the direction of their choice and to give them the resources to do that, even if the direction they take is one that we would not have chosen for them. We owe it to them to let them go. And if we're heading off in a direction that our parents wouldn't have wanted for us, we owe it to our parents to do well on the path that we have chosen. Sometimes on reflection, looking back, we think, actually... Hard to admit, but they were right. And we've made bad or stupid choices along the way that have caused them grief or pain. In which case, we shouldn't be too proud to go and admit that we were wrong. And if they're still around, to seek forgiveness for the hurt we've caused. Stay in touch. It's simple, but important. Phone call, visit, letter. Even if they reach the point where they can't remember seeing us or speaking to us, it's still important to do our bit and keep that contact there. It's part of honouring them, doing what we do, not just for the benefit it brings to them, but because actually we honour them. It's part of our duty and commitment as their children. And value them as well. 
As old age takes a hold and parents become less and less active and independent, the horizons of their universe begin to shrink. Often what they hold in their minds is their children and families. That becomes the, the thing that they hang on to. They need to know that they still matter to you, that they're still important or significant in your busy life, that they still count and life still has a degree of meaning and purpose because you value them. They have significance because they are your mum or dad and you honour them. Knowing that can be the key to their self-worth at a time when they're not doing very much, actually, but recognising that they are loved and honoured and valued by you as their children. Then there's the practical matter of supporting them. Sometimes that extends to providing for them financially, making sure they have somewhere safe and warm to live. I'm very impressed at the number of friends one of our daughters has who, who are kind of looking after their parents, paying their mortgage, taking care of them, enabling them to kind of live life in their old age. But as people live longer and become more frail, it's worth making sure that our parents have the means to cope with what are called activities of daily living and instrumental activities of daily living. I had no idea that these things were classified in this kind of way until I looked at this for tonight. But activities of daily living are the basics. Eating, keeping clean, using the toilet, getting dressed, getting from A to B indoors, getting in and out of bed. Can my parents cope with doing this? If not, what needs do they, what help do they need actually to make it from one end of the day to the other safely? Then there are the instrumental activities of daily living where it is we, we first recognise that actually they begin to need help here. Shopping, managing money and bills, taking medication, using the telephone, getting from A to B outside the home, preparing the meals, doing the laundry and the housework. Are my parents coping with these things that enable them to live a life that's safe and okay and worthwhile? Honouring your parents means making sure they're coping with all these things. And if you can't provide the support yourself, ensuring that the support is available, that somewhere on the line, these things are taken care of. All that is part of our Christian duty. God puts a priority on our relationships. When each of us is called to give an account of our lives to God, he's not going to ask about whether you got that promotion or bought that house. He's going to say, what kind of son were you? What kind of daughter were you? What kind of mother or father? What kind of husband or wife? What about friends or neighbours? Relationships are the key. And it's worth bearing in mind as well, isn't it, that this commandment has a promise attached to it. Honour your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The promise attached to the commandment means that if you honour your parents, you are going to have a long life yourself. And that may mean that your children end up taking care of you. 
Um, so what kind of parent do you need to be for that to be a pleasure for them rather than arduous duty? So maybe just as an investment against those decades to come, make sure that you are a good parent to your children because as the saying goes, they are the ones who will choose your nursing home. So what kind of parents are we going to be? Focus on the positive with your children. Don't be negative in putting them down, telling them off, putting them straight, correcting them all the time. Find things to praise them for, find things to tell them they're doing well in. Make sure a visit with, with them is, is they come away feeling affirmed and valued and loved and, and positive as a result of that. Model altruism. How you live is always going to be more important than what you say. A parent should never say to their child, don't do as I do, but do as I say. Never, ever play that card. Model altruism. Show them how you would like to be treated by the way you treat others. Show them what it means to be a giving kind of person. Show them generosity. Show them what love is like in practice. Stay calm. Don't get angry. Don't provoke them to anger. Give them as little as possible to forgive you for. Keep your frustrations on the back burner. Don't lose control. Because however old you are, however old they are, you still show them the example for how life should be lived. Foster independence. Let them go. Equip them with what they need to make a success of life without you. Hold on to them too tightly and there's a danger they will have to fight to get away from you and that causes grief and pain on all sides. A good parent is one who has set their child free to go in their own direction and supports from a distance doesn't hold on to them tightly. Impart security. Find ways to let them know that they are loved, whatever their choices, whatever their decisions, wherever they've gone. You are always a safe place to come to. You are always going to be giving them support. If you're not a single parent, cultivate the good relationship with your partner because that is a source of security to children as well. Be consistent. Be reliable. Be faithful. Avoid being unpredictable or saying one thing and doing another. Be steady so that when they come to you, you know what kind of person you're going to be like. You've always been there for them. You'll be there for them this time as well. Give and don't demand respect. Respect them, and it's more likely that they will respect you. Respect is given. It should never be demanded or required. And lastly, make yourself worthy of your children's honour. Make it easy for them to keep, says fourth, I think it's the fifth commandment, be the kind of person that your children say, yeah, it's not a big issue for me to honour my parent. 
Enable them to honour you as their father and mother, as the Lord God has commanded. Whether we are thinking of our own parents or whether we are thinking of the kind of parents we are going to be for our children, for us and for them, let's find ways of ensuring that it's easy for us or for them to keep the commandment, to honour your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you. Let's pray. Lord, you know that life is messy. Every single one of us here is in a a unique relationship. with our parents or the memories of our parents, with children if we have them. And the blanket command to honour them or the idea that we should live lives in such a way that we can be honoured is hard to put into practice because we are imperfect people and we live in a damaged and hurting world where relationships so easily go awry. And Lord, you know that even for those of us who've done our best, sometimes things still have gone wrong. Hold us. You are the perfect parent. You are the loving father who understands exactly what we've been through, exactly how we feel. Grant us your healing. Grant us your peace. Grant us your forgiveness. Give us the ability to forgive. where there is unfinished business with our parents. Bring resolution and set us free, we pray. If our parents are still alive, we commend them to you. Help us to honour them. If they are no longer alive, help us to honour their memory and to live our lives well without them. And for our children, whoever they may be, wherever they may be, whatever may have happened to them, Lord, we commend them to you. To your love, your mercy, your grace and your care. And by your grace, help us to be good parents to them. Help us to show them how they should live when they get to our age. Enable us to be the kind of parents that they can honour. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.